glad to be with you today. I want to welcome all of those that have joined with us for the Rock Solid Truth broadcast all over the world and here in the Quad City, the USA. Praise the Lamb of God. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. It is good to see your smiling faces. If I can't see you smile anyway, and I'll just envision it. Praise the Lamb of God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand back to prayer. Amen. Glory to the Lamb of God. We are so glad that you have joined with us. Amen. If you've got your Bible, please turn to Romans chapter 1, verse 17. We have been dealing with contending for the faith. And for the, for the past month and a half, I've been doing a series concerning your faith and the faith that belongs to you that has been imparted to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. If you have joined with us, amen, run and get your Bibles, amen, praise the Lord, so you can join with us and read along with us. And I tell you that it will be a blessing to you. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by faith. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you today. Magnify and glorify your precious and holy name. And thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the lives of your people. Thank you, Lord, for the seed that is being sown, that it shall find ground to be planted in and shall bring forth a harvest in the lives of those that have ears to hear and eyes to see. We'll give you all the praise and all of the glory, thanking you in advance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all of God's people said. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lamb of God. The concept that I have been bringing to you for the past couple of weeks is that faith should be lifestyle within you. Faith should be lifestyle. And it should be just as effective as the other parts of your body are effective. Your heart works lifestyle. Your lungs work lifestyle. Your kidneys work lifestyle. They work automatically. That's what they do. They work automatically because they are lifestyle within you. I believe with all of my heart that we as children of God, our faith should be lifestyle. Lifestyle. Amen. It should be operating and functioning just as effective as all the other parts of our body. Someone is going to say, well, is it our faith? No, it's not your faith, but it is in you. The faith that you have has been given to you through salvation. When you became born again, whether you're a man, a woman, boy or a girl, when you became born again, faith was imparted to you. In fact, it's the same faith that reigned in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ when he walked on the face of this earth. Are you telling me, preacher, that the faith I have inside of me is the same faith that Jesus Christ had? That is exactly what I am telling you. That's why I am telling you that his faith inside of you, and by the way, he's the author and finisher of that faith, so it resides in you, and if you're a born-again child of God, it ought to be as effective as everything else in your body. That's powerful. Powerful. If we would 
realize that, if we would grasp a hold of that, I believe that it would change everything about the way that we live. Look at Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. This is Paul speaking. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Now watch what he says. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Notice here, he does not say in the Son of God. He says I'm by the faith of the Son of God. The same faith that Christ had is the same faith that lives inside of you. Who loved me and gave himself for me. That faith, if you're a born again child of God, I didn't say if you go to church. I didn't say if you belong to a denomination. I didn't say if you are Methodist, Catholic, Lutheran, uh, Church of God, Church of Christ. I didn't say that. I said if you are born again. Born again. Born of the flesh and born of the spirit. If you are born again. Because that which is flesh is flesh and that which is spirit is spirit. Look at Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. For I say to you the grace given unto me, this is Paul speaking again, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So you know what the Word of God is telling you? Is that God has given to you, as a born-again child of God, has given to you the measure a measure of faith. It's in your spirit man. In your part that was born again. In part that was born again when you became born again. You know my question? Why do we as children of God keep asking God to increase our faith when we've been given the measure of faith? Why are we like the disciples? Remember in the Word of God when the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. That was because they could not cast the demon out of that, that boy that was possessed. And he said, Lord, increase our faith. And from that verbiage, multitudes of Christians, every time their faith is not affected, every time they pray for something and it's not working, this is what they say, Lord, please increase our faith. How can he increase it when he's given you the full measure of it? Right. Right. What's he going to increase when you already have it? Could it be? Just ask him. Could it be the reason that your faith is not working is because it's not lifestyle in you? Could that be the reason? But here's what we'll say. If it didn't work, we prayed about something. We prayed about healing. We prayed about relationship. We prayed about all these things. And if it didn't work, 
Here's what we say. Well, I guess then God didn't want it to happen. I guess it wasn't in the will of God. When the Word of God tells you that all of the promises are yea and amen, which is yes and finished unto the glory of God by us. That's a powerful word, church. That's a powerful word. By us. The promises of God are going to happen in your life. They already have been given to you. They're going to happen because you have taken power and the authority that was given to you in Luke chapter 9, 1 and 2. And he gathered his disciples and gave them power and authority over every devil and over every disease. It's only going to happen if you exercise that authority and that power. Amen. I'm going down the road and a policeman holds up his hand. He's out in the middle of the road. He holds up his hand. What do I do? Stop. I stop. Because if I don't stop, I'm going to jail. Why am I stopping? Because he has power and authority. When he lifts his hand, he says, stop, I stop. When I lift my hand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when I say, stop, devil, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, he's got to stop. And if he doesn't, he's going to jail. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lamb of God. Because that's the power and authority that I have as a child of God over every disease. Every disease? Every one. Every disease. Cancer? Yes. Yes. Diabetes? Yes. yes. Stroke? Yes. Heart attack? Yes. High blood pressure? Yes. Kidney failure? Yes. Every disease. And over every devil, you, as a born-again child of God, whether you're a man, woman, boy, or girl, have the authority to stop it and tell it to leave your body and believe that it's a done deal. Now, there's going to be a multitude of people that think I am preaching from Venus. But guess what? I'm preaching from the Word of God. Because the Word of God tells us that by His stripes we were healed... We were healed. That means 2,000 years ago, we were healed. Yes. Amen. So when you say, Jesus, heal me, what are you talking? You're talking unbelief. Yes. When you say, Jesus, heal me, you're talking unbelief. Because he did it 2,000 years ago. I hope somebody's listening. I hope somebody is grasping the truth of what I'm telling you. Because the truth is what I'm giving you. It will make you free indeed. Yes. Powerful. So if faith, if you've been given faith in a full measure, how much is that measure? I don't know what the measure is. I only know that it's the measure. But the Word of God says that if you have faith as tiny as a mustard seed, you can speak to the mountain and the mountain is removed. What is the mountain? The, the mountain is your problem. Yeah. That's the mountain. And if faith as tiny as a mustard seed can pluck up a sycamore tree by the roots and plant it in the sea with mustard seed faith, 
What in the world do you think that a full measure of faith can do? Well, tell me, preacher, why is it then that if a mustard seed does all of these things, why isn't it happening? Because I'll tell you why. Because a mustard seed faith will move a mountain, mustard seed faith will move a psychiatry tree, and the reason it's not moving in you is because you've got more unbelief in you than you've got faith as a mustard seed. Amen. That's true. You know, I can just hear televisions and everything clicking off. I can just hear them. You don't hear it. You don't hear it. And I want to say something that's going to offend you. And it will. You don't have to be sick. You do not have to be sick. Because if, if that is true, then God is a liar. And God's word is a liar. And if that's true, I'm stopping preaching and going to go drive a truck and make money. Yes, you don't have to be sick. Because God has made provision for you not to be sick. Through his word. What does your salvation entail? Relationship, forgiveness, healing. Oh yes, and prosperity. Not prosperity in the multitude like many preachers are preaching. But that you would have sufficient enough for all of your needs. And be able to give to ministries that need your help. Yes. That is the promise in my opinion of prosperity not a million dollar house not expensive cars not five and thousand dollar suits i'm not talking about that kind of prosperity because i believe that that prosperity has ruled and ruined christianity yes but I'm talking about where you will have sufficient for every need, as the Word of God tells us. Sufficient for every need and the opportunity to give blessings to other people in other ministries to help them as well. Yes. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. So whatever problem you're having has nothing to do with faith because you've got a full measure. Your problem is you've got more unbelief. And you've got mustard seed faith. Because if mustard seed faith will move the mountain, what is it that will stop the mountain from being being moved? Unbelief that is bigger than the mustard seed. Yes. Hallelujah. What a powerful word. These things are so simple and yet so true. Why is it that we as children of God are not grasping them? Why is it that we as children of God are not realizing it? And why are we not living the life that God has promised to us and entrusted to us that we are above? We are not the tail. We are the head. We are the head, not the tail. And yet many of us walk around like the tail. I'm not going to use the other word. We walk around as if we're the tail. We walk around as we're not more than conquerors. We walk around that we are the victims instead of the victors. Yes. 
Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. There's going to be some that are looking and they say, you always get this wound up. Yes, every time. Yes, every time. It's new every morning. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Your natural order of the day ought to be walking by faith. That should be the natural way that you're living. That should be the normal way you as a child of God should be seeing and believing. Not with your eyes, but with your heart. Your faith sense. Your spiritual sense. Not your soul sense. Your eyes. Your hearing. You ought to be seen with your heart. The eyes of faith should be seen more clearly for you than the eyes by which you sit. Do me a favor watching me. You that are watching all over. If you've got a health problem, if there's something wrong in your body, and you're born again, close your eyes all the way across this, this earth. Close your eyes. Now with your eyes closed, look by faith and see yourself healed. Not with your eyes open, with your eyes closed. I don't see anything. Keep them closed. Lord, show me my body healed in my faith. Do you see yourself? If you can't see yourself, keep saying, I need to see myself by faith healed. If you can't walk, I need you to see yourself jumping up and down and running. If you, if, if, if you have problems with eating, I, I need you to see yourself eating a full meal without any problem. If you've got cancer, you need to see yourself free of chemotherapy and all of these other things. If you're in hospice, you need to see yourself up walking and praising and glorifying God. If you see yourself throughout this entire world where you're bedridden, you have to see yourself jumping up and down and giving God the glory for what He has done in your life. Look at yourself and see yourself by faith. Amen. And that's the real you. Not in the hospice bed. Not in the hospital bed. Not, not, not with your with your walker. Not with your not, not with your laying on the couch. Not with your head popped up on. That is not you. Look at the real you. 
Look at the real you. You don't need me to lay hands on you. You just need to lay hands on yourself. You need you, a child of God, reaching out and letting Jesus Christ directly touch you himself directly. Not through my hands, not through a preacher's hands, but through his healing hands. Bless the Lord. Amen. We should be seeing through the eyes of our faith. And that which we see through faith should be more real to us than what we're seeing with our own physical eyes. Glory to the Lamb of God. And yet, for the majority of God's people, it's not happening. You see, we've got just as many health issues in the church as we've got in the world. We've got just as many divorces in the church that we've got in the world. We've got just as many diseases in the church as we've got in the world. Why is that? How is that? How can that be so? And so the world looks at us and says, you're no different than me. The only difference between me and you is that I go to church and you go to church and I don't. That's the only difference. You've got the same thing that I've got. You deal with the same thing that I've got. You've got the same emotional problems. You've got the same anger problems. The only difference is, is that you go to church. That's where we've come to in the realm of the church. Because the Word of God says that we're supposed to be set apart. Holy. Lifted up, glorified as sons and daughters of God, Jesus Christ. And we wonder why thousands are leaving the church. Because the thousands are looking for more. And it's sad to say, the church isn't giving them more. And Jesus Christ has given all that he has. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3, By his divine power all things pertaining to the life of Godliness have been given to you through the knowledge and the virtue of him. He's been able to do everything. And yet we don't grasp a hold of it and we don't see the significance of what he's given. We ought to be walking by faith. Well, preacher, do you believe that we all have that ability to walk by faith? Absolutely you have the ability to walk by faith. But you also have the choice not to walk by faith. I remember many, many years ago when a colleague of mine, we said and we said, I want to walk by faith. And he said, I want to walk by faith too. And for years, 
We begin that process, that journey of walking by faith. To now we don't know how any how to walk any other way. We have the ability to walk by faith. There's a concept in our culture. It's taught in our schools. And it's called evolution. Now hear me very carefully because I believe in evolution. What? I said, I believe in evolution. I just don't believe it in the way that it's taught. I don't believe that we come out of some microscopic glob that raised itself up out of the miry garbage and have ascended to the place that we're at today. I believe that we once walked with God in the cool of the evening with faith as a dominant factor. And over the years, we have descended down to that block. Yeah. That's how I believe. I don't believe we descended up. I believe we descended down to the place where we don't even recognize the power and the authority and the presence of Almighty God, even though He stands next to us as He did Him there, mayest road with His disciples. That's where we descended down to. Where we don't recognize him and we don't see him and we don't feel him. In that small, still voice. Directing us and, direct, and leading us and, and directing our steps and our path to that path of life. I believe we descended down. Not us. You know what faith to most people are? Faith is doing something to get God to move. That's how most people see faith. Fasting. Praying. Doing some good deed so that God will move. God has already moved. And he can't move no more because that's why he sat down at the right hand of the Father and made his enemies his footstool. Yes. He's already moved. The problem is you haven't moved. We haven't moved. Faith to most people is a foreign concept. Faith to most people is the most logical decision that you can make that puts you on the path to that. Faith is when it looks impossible. <laughs> When logic tells you that it's impossible, and faith says it's possible. Yes. That's what faith does. 
might work in our lives. I'll tell you what works. Number one, finances. I can't do this. We're in a pandemic. I can't move in this. Uh, we, we, we just can't. It's out of God's hands. I mean, look at, look at our economy. Uh, gas is going up to uh, $4 a gallon. Three fifty. Oh my goodness! What what are we going to do? Yeah, you tell me what you're going to do. You're a child of God. Your economy is different than this economy. You tell me what you're going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to jump out of the boat, out of the boat, and walk on water with God. That's what I'm going to do. Amen. Glory to the Lamb of God. Faith is the ability to see and to perceive from your heart, irregardless of what is taking place in the world today. I'll tell you how faith works in most people. The doctor says, you got 30 days to live. Faith says, you shall not die but live and proclaim the works of the Lord. The doctor says, you've got 30 days. You walk out of the doctor's office depressed or shouting for joy. I'll tell you what you do. You walk out depressed. Am I telling you the truth? Yeah. And you go home and you start preparing for your funeral instead of preparing to live. Yes. Tell me which one is faith and I'll tell you which one isn't. And it's happening with multitudes of people. Well, preacher, we ought to be encouraging those people. How are you going to encourage them aside from the Word of God? Please tell me. How are you going to encourage them aside from the Word of God? How are you going to encourage them aside from what Christ has already spoken? Because if you can't relate to that which is Christ has already spoken, then you're going to believe what your doctor has proclaimed. That's radical. Thank you very much. Well, don't you know that it's appointed unto man once to die? I do know that. But I'll do the appointing. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> click, 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 click. I'll do the appointing. Because Jesus lives inside of me. God's not going to take me and leave my daughters and my grandchildren when they need me. Oh, well, God needed him. He just took them. Oh, really? When are we going to stop laying down and dying because man said a few words, because the devil wants to destroy you? When are we going to rise up and be the glorious church and say, I'm going to walk in the power and the glory of everything that he's given me, and death shall not reign over me. Yes, I'll die, but it will be a day I 
skeletons and adamantium. I wonder what you're thinking. <laughs> I wish I could read your thoughts. You're either going to say, oh, glory, hallelujah, or you're going to say, oh, my. That's how I believe that the Word of God is so powerful. Jesus was Jesus for 33 years. Jesus was the Word forever. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit. And they are what? Life. They are life. Life in me. And life in you. If they are spirit and they are life, then that life trumps death. Amen. That life trumps disease. That life trumps sickness. That life trumps devils. Faith is the ability to see. Faith to see that which is in the unseen and the spiritual. I've used this so often, but uh, it's, just, it's just a what a testimony. Jesus is walking on the water. The Word of God says, I mean, the disciples are struggling. They're in a boat. They're struggling with the storm. They are struggling. They're in the midst of it. They don't know how to get out of it. And Jesus is walking on the water, coming to them. Now watch this. Figure this out. He walks by. Watch me, follow me now. He walks by, looking at him, and the Word of God says this, if they wouldn't have called by, he'd have walked right on by. I want you to grasp a hold of that. If they wouldn't have called out, they're struggling, if they wouldn't have called out, he would have walked right on by. One person says, Lord, if it's you, If it's you, if, I don't know who we thought it was, but if it's you, bid me to come. Jesus says, come. Peter jumped. You know what's, you know what's powerful? It's the faith that allowed Christ to walk to them. Now is operating that same faith is operating in Peter as he jumped out because what did he see? He saw something that everybody was saying, don't go. Eleven disciples in the boat. I can, I can, Lord, if it's you, Peter, shut up. Lord, if it's you, you're an idiot. Lord, if it's you, you know, You're not the hottest fry in the box, Peter. Lord, is it you? 
Come. One out of eleven jumped out. And you can hear just see the eleven. That's where we're at. One out of eleven jumped out. He wanted to walk because he seen something well, that was working. How do I know that he was thawed by faith? How do I know that? Because his natural eyes were seeing the wind and the waves. That's how I know he was seen by faith. That's why I knew that he was seen by spirit. Because the wind and the waves were rising up. Jesus is walking on those wind and waves. And he said, come. Peter jumps out and says, I see the spiritual. I see the reality. I see where Jesus is at. And he says, I'm coming. And he came. Got out on the water. And the spiritual stopped working. And the eyes began to work. Because now the wind and the waves, he began to sink. Well, by the way, that's where a lot of people are in the church today. When it comes to giving money. When it comes to getting healed. When it comes to being delivered. When it comes to being, being lifted up. They start out with that faith. But the minute that the winds and the waves begin to come against them, they begin to sink. I'll tell you a good amen. 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 Same faith that allowed Christ. Same faith that allowed Peter. You know what he was saying? It didn't come from his head. It didn't come from Peter's head. It didn't come from his ministry. It didn't come from his emotions. It didn't come from religion. It came from his heart. That if Jesus says, come, I can walk on this water. Let me ask you the question. How many times have you ever said this, Lord? Lord, should I do this? Come. Lord, if this is you, should I do this? Come. Whatever the situation is. Lord, can I be healed? Come. Lord, can I be touched? Come. Lord, can I be delivered? Come. Lord, can my relationships be renewed? Come. Lord, that which the cancer worm and the palmer worm has destroyed from me and taken from me. Can, can I come? Come. Yes. No. Because that's the word. Come. That is the word of faith. Come. You don't need any other word other than C-O-M-E. Come. Lord, are my steps ordered by you? Come. Powerful. So Jesus is walking with the 
two disciples on the Emmaus road. He has all the marks of the crucifixion on him. Crown of thorns, marks are on his head. His hands are bearing the marks of the nails, and his feet are bearing the marks of the nails. His side is bearing the marks of the spear that was thrust into him. And they don't recognize him. I don't know who they thought he was, but they did not recognize him as Jesus. I, th I, think, this is, I think this is pretty, not only powerful, but very tragic. We've dedicated our lives to the ministry of Jesus Christ. And yet when he comes, we don't recognize him. How real is that? I tell you it's real. And an entire nation walked in that. Been waiting for him for thousands of years and when he came, they did not recognize him. Why? Because they did not recognize who he was and who he came to be. They perceived him as something that he wasn't. What does that really mean? What did they, what did they perceive him as? They perceived him as a conqueror to deliver them from the hands of all of the enemies that had dominant and superiority over them for years and years. And so they envisioned him as a conqueror. And the word of God says that he was a conqueror. But what they envisioned was a white horse with a soldier, a conqueror, a man mighty in valor on that horse with spear and sword as a deliverer. That's what they envisioned him as. And he came as a shepherd. He came as one caring for the sheep. And they missed him. In fact, one of them is going to betray him simply because his vision doesn't line up with the vision of Christ. Now bring that into reality for you and I. If we see him as a healer and he doesn't heal us, what have we done? We've deceived ourselves. Because he came as a healer, but he imparted unto us healing and he did not come to heal us. 2,000 years after he took his stripes. What he did was that he gave us the power and the authority yes. to walk in that which he imparted to you and I. So here's what we've got. We've got multitudes of people who are saying, Jesus, 
I prayed and 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 I fasted and I read scriptures and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and you didn't hear me. That's what we have in the church. Not all the church, but that's what we have in a multitude of people. They go in their prayer closets. Oh, by the way, you know, I might as well, I might as well bring this. We've got multitudes of people, amen, that, that go in their prayer closets and pray for people every single day, their relatives, their children, and never go out of their prayer closet to go and preach the gospel to them because they're wanting Jesus to save them. And the Word of God tells us that you need a preacher to go and to give the gospel to them. But multitudes of people are in that prayer closet day after day, fasting and fasting and fasting, and multitudes of people that they're praying for never get saved. Why? Because nobody went. Isaiah said, I see the power of God moving. I see the glory of God moving. I see the doorpost being moved. Lord, I see you in your glory. And, and, and Isaiah said, what shall become? And he said, I am a man of unclean lips. Send me. Send me. Apply that to your life in any area that you want to apply it to. 
Glory to the Lamb of God. The spiritual can only be discerned through the spiritual. Only through the spiritual. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. I'm going to skip over a couple of scriptures here, brother. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. This is to you and I. While we look not at the things which are seen. Remember a few moments ago I asked you to close your eyes and I asked you to see yourself healed? Here's what the scripture is telling you. For we look not at the things which are seen, but we are to look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary. For the things which are not seen are eternal. That's powerful. If your eyes are fastened upon things which are temporal, things that are temporary, you're going to miss the things that are eternal. What would be some of the things that are eternal? Salvation. Deliverance. Healing. And yes, even prosperity. Those things are eternal. Things that are temporary. Religion. Disease. Sickness. If you get your eyes on your sickness, amen, if you get, because, you ever heard the old saying, what you don't know can't hurt you? You ever heard that? Let me tell you something. What you don't know will kill you. What you don't know will kill you. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, they'll hurt you because, you know why? Because your mind keeps playing it over and over and over and over. The minute anybody says anything bad about you. That's why the Word of God tells us in the Word of God that we have power and authority over any judgment that comes against us. That we can put that aside. Yes. And condemn it. Hallelujah. Your eyes are supposed to see those things that are eternal. Alright, I'm getting ready to close. Turn to John chapter 21 verse 4. John 21, verse 4. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Here we go again. <laughs> not knowing who it was. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. 
And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. They cast therefore now that they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Now look at verse 9. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw the fire of coals there, and fish laid therein, and bread. And Jesus said unto them, Bring them the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty and three, and for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and die. I'm going to close with this. When your faith is lifestyle, your faith is like that net. When your faith is lifestyle, in other words, it is working effectively just as much as your lungs, your kidneys and all, when it's lifestyle, your faith becomes that net. And what does that net do? That net caught all of those great fishes. Now watch this. When Jesus said, cast your net on the right side, a command was given. Jesus gave the command. And every great fish in the Sea of the Galilee heard the command. Yes, amen. And every fish in that lake made a beeline for that net. Yeah. It had one agenda. Get in that net. Amen. Wow. All the promises of God when your faith becomes lifestyle becomes that net. And every promise of God begins to swim towards that net because there, you know that it's been done by you and you stake it because you see these things amen, that are in the unseen and you're not relying on the things that are seen and now you begin to haul it in. Now guess what? Jesus says, come and die. Come and die. Because of what your net, your faith that I've imparted to you, has caught all of my promises. Wow. What a wonderful, wonderful analogy. No, this isn't Cinderella. This isn't the Cinderella story. This isn't the Seven Dwarfs story. This is reality of where you can live and walk by the power of God's Word. All night long they've been throwing the net. Nothing. Their life, their faith, 
Welcome to Watchtower. Told on the right side. They didn't want to do it, but they did it. Thank you, Lord, that we can stand in the presence of that word. Lord, my prayer is that all these things that you have placed in my heart, as I have sowed seeds this morning throughout the entire world, that multitudes will grasp the hold of your word that has been spoken. Impart life. Let the words that have been spoken, let the words that have been delivered find ground to be planted in that a harvest shall be brought forth in the lives of everyone that has ears to hear and eyes to see. That, Lord, not only that this preacher will come, but, Lord, that they shall speak that word themselves and walk in the glory and in the abundance of all that you've given. We'll exalt you and give you all the praise and thank you for that which you are doing throughout the entire world. Not only in this ministry, Lord, but in multitudes of ministries. For this is what we understand, is that signs and wonders follow the gospel when it's preached. And we'll give you all the praise and all of the glory. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Can we do that? Hallelujah. It is so good that you have joined with us today. Praise the Lamb of God. Let me say hello to each and every one of you. And I pray that God is using me marvelously and gloriously wherever you're at. And you begin to walk in the faith that has been given. Peter said that ever-increasing like-minded faith. Let it walk in the glory and in the power in your life. This is D.K. Groove. That's Rock Solid Truth. Amen. Go with God, and I guarantee you that He will surely go with you. <laughs>